Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, it is such an awesome time this morning, gathering in the midst of the saints to um, teach the word of God. And it's my prayer this morning that... Um, today definitely i am trusting god and believing for a strong move of god through the teaching this morning you know it is it is with so much joy in my spirit that um um i have come this morning with one purpose and one purpose only and that is to share this um few minutes an hour there about with the people of god and um, please, please, we are going to be continuing or we're going to continue from where we left off um, in the conversation we started a while back, which uh, we tied to, um, for those of us that have been following, we started a conversation, the relationship or the relationship that births revelation or the relationship that brings revelation. And um, please, you know, for those in the live audience, you know, we are going to, I'm going to really need your help with respect to scriptures and all today. Uh, for those on the podcast, you know, thank you so much for taking time to listen. Uh, it's our prayer that these words will bless you. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Quickly, let us run to the book of John 4, which was where we started the teachings from. Just to do a little bit of housekeeping, um, I know last week I did officially um, talk about the release of the first song um, from you know all we've been talking about in this realm um, of Saints and Gouts. We've been talking about it for a while, and I thank God for everyone that was part of that project. Um, the first phase, you know, let me call it that, of many was I think we released the song on the 11th of November, if I'm not mistaken, Limitless. It's out. And um, I know everyone on the St. Angel platform, we've been talking about this. And, um, you know, last week we prayed, just shared one or two words dedicating the song. You know, the, I appreciate everyone here on this forum who through your prayers, your support, everything that we have to do. Um, I know Pastor Fola has also been very, very busy on that. But hey, the goal of all that we do here from Saints and God platform is to be able to put out content that would lift up the name of the Lord, exalt the name of the Lord, and um, strengthen fellow believers, saints. That's why we call it Saints and God. Uh, fellow believers to be able to um, use the teachings here, use the worship experience. Um, you know, go back there, be a blessing to someone. So please. Um, the first of many, you know, I'm going to put it that way, the first of many. You know, I was listening to the song also this morning, and I said to myself, yes, it took a lot of work, it took a lot of planning, it took a lot of um, um, discipline, you know, on the side of the team, and everyone will put it together. But at the, at the end of the day, it pays, you know, it pays, it pays, such that a Christian out there or somebody who will still come to the fold can use such words to lift up the name of the Lord. And trust me, we, we said it a long time, uh, a while back, we are going to have worship 
meetings. We're going to have places where we're just going to gather spontaneous worship. And that's why I can assure every one of you, we have a lot to do. We have a lot of a lot to do. At times, when the, I, if I start thinking about it, at times it could even feel overwhelming. But the Bible says all things are possible, you know, to them that believe. And I believe, I believe God for us to be able to do much more. So thank you so much, everyone who was part of that uh, project. Um, many more to come, many more to come. Quickly, if you have your Bible, run to the book of John 4, John chapter 4. John chapter 4. This definitely, for those on the podcast, this will be the part 2. The part 2 of um, the conversation we started back then, which we tied to um, the relationship that brings revival. Now, um, John chapter 4, let's just go back to at least refresh ourselves on where we left off. The Bible talked about from, from verse, let's start from verse 5. John 4, verse 5. And then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Saka, near to the parcel of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Joseph, now Joseph's well was there, and Jesus therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat tossed on the well. And it was about the sixth hour, there cometh a woman of Samaria, to, the, to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For the disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who is it that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would ask him, and he would give thee living, he would give thee living waters. Living waters. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the entrance of your word, the teaching of your word this morning. To your people and i pray that these words are consecrated i pray that in the name of jesus the spirit of the lord would breathe upon every letter every word that will be spoken such that it would impact it will cause life to every hearer in jesus name we pray amen uh very quickly as i said we left off from here when we talked about the part one and i decided to read the main scripture again because verse 10 john chapter 4 verse 10 is actually one of the things that brought about this conversation. Because as you will see here, the Bible says, Jesus answered her, John, John 4 in verse 10. The Bible says, Jesus answered her and said, If thou knowest the gift of God, if thou knowest the gift of God. And that's the reason why we think this a relationship that births revelation. Sons of God, if there is one thing I want to start with us afresh this morning in the part B of this teaching. If there is one thing God desires more than anything from every one of us, it is a relationship. It is a relationship. It's a relationship whereby you giving your heart to Christ, you giving your life to God, does not just start and end by you giving the altar call. After you've made the altar call and the day you were born again, which is beautiful, 
Yes, you're on your way to heaven or heaven guaranteed and all of that, all that they've given you for those of us who got saved and then we got like a um, confession uh, pack or we got a first timers. Now that you're saved, you got a pack or you got a, a brochure and hand you telling you, okay, now that you're saved, what it means. If all they've taught us, if there is one thing I want to leave with every one of us this morning, is that part of a deep fellowship and a deep relationship with the personality of God. I must say this so that every Christian that would listen to it would hear this. The day you gave your heart to Christ, you did not disappear from that pupit or from that altar call uh, place. You did not disappear to go to heaven right away. If it was that way, then God would have all of the Christians that are in the world today would not be existing. If the day you gave your life to Christ or the day you gave your heart to God, if that was the same day you disappeared or you, <laughs> you ascended to heaven, then there would not have been a need for us to be teaching this. God did not intend. Listen, the day you gave your heart to Christ, Obviously, that was the day salvation was imparted into your soul. That was the day you were sealed. The Bible says we've been sealed. Sealed. That was the day God, all of the promises of God, according to Romans 10, when it says, with the heart man believe, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Bible students, follow me. With the mouth confession is what made unto salvation so the day the christian or the day the man that is lost in the world or the man the man that is not saved that was not saved confessed jesus as lord and savior that very day the bible says according to romans 10 10 the day you do that you say confession is made with the heart man believe it with the mouth confession is made unto salvation i hope everyone can still hear me those in the in the audience now the Bible says that, that, that day, confession is made unto salvation. But you discover that he didn't say, with the heart man believing, with the mouth, confession that same day takes you away from earth and then transports you to heaven. No, the reason is because as you are saved, as you being the saints, from that day, God expects a relationship. If you're taking notes, please put that down, write down somewhere. God expects a level of walk with him. Walk with him. Check out everybody in the scriptures. Everybody had a walk with God. And I'm going to take it a little bit deep this morning. Please just follow me. God expects a walk. And let me tell you the reason why God expects that walk. God wants to show himself strong even while we are still here on the face of the earth. We are the body of Christ. And when you read, because of time, I might not want to go into that scripture. The Bible calls us the body of Christ. And the body is made up of many parts. If God is touching one man in another state today through the ministry of a saint. You hear what I'm saying now? I said through the ministry of a saint. You are the extension of God. Touching that man who is praying to God for something to move. What some of us need to understand is when an unbeliever or when somebody starts to pray to God, God necessarily does not have to send an angel in this time and age as long as the church is still present. That is something heavy, big to say, but it's the truth. What some of you don't know, some of us, are the, we are the answers to the prayers of many. 
I'm going to say that again so that it will sink. We are the answers to the prayers of many. That's why I said in the part one, when the Holy Spirit decides to move in a certain place, what he starts to do the day when he decides to move, he starts to stir up a preacher. When the Holy Spirit decides to move in an on, the, on a congregation or in a place, he starts to stir up an individual, a saint. God does not walk in isolation. I hope you can hear me. God does not walk in isolation. That's the reason why when the Bible says, when he says in his word, shall I do anything without first discussing or without first talking or without first sharing it with my prophets, with the ones I have called. God, when he decides to move, that's why certain, I was listening to something this morning, God bless the soul of the preacher. He was like, there was a, an open vision that he saw and the, Jesus appeared to him telling him, and he was like, in that, in that vision that he saw, he said he saw Jesus weeping. And he, well, John 11 there, but the Bible said Jesus wept at the grave of Lazarus. And he said, the Bible said, Jesus the same yesterday and forevermore. Because he was moved. He's moved. He's moved. He doesn't love to see people suffer or people walk in ignorance or people go through pain. And in that vision, what the man of God was saying, he said, one of the things Jesus told him, he said, I have paid the price for all of this. I have paid the price for all of this such that sickness should not be what um, is an issue for the saints. All those things that we go through. And he was saying in that place, he said he was stirred. He said, pray for everyone that is sick. He said that was how the ministry of healing started for him. Because right there, the same compassion that Jesus had, all of a sudden it was put upon him so that he could not stand to see the sick in church. And that was how the healing ministry started for him and listen that's the same way it is when we walk listen you have to get to a point whereby your relationship that's the reason why i say i call it the relationship that birthed revelation god is not one of those friends that you walk with and just walk aimlessly no that's why when you walk with god and every christian should choose to experience that walk it is such that every day in your spirit as you walk, Jesus said in John 4, if you know the gift of God, if you know, the reason why we would not choose to walk is because we don't know the, the value of walking or the we don't according to what jesus said if you know the gift of god and who it is that said unto you give me to drink thou would have asked him thou would have asked him the reason why that woman was in that state was because she was not used to encountering God. She was not used. Listen, when you start to walk with God, some terminologies will be revealed in your spirit that would give you confidence. There is a way God thinks. There is a way God talks. There is a way God carries himself. And that trait, the more you expose yourself to people like him or his presence, the more those traits will come onto you. Quickly, someone help me. Let's go to the book of James. Let's go to the book of James, James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Let me show you something quickly in James chapter 4. The Bible says, James chapter 4 from verse 7. The Bible says, submit yourself therefore unto God. It has to be something that is willing in your spirit. Submit yourself. It has to come from a desire. It has to come from a place whereby I come. I want to learn of God. I want to hunger. The Bible says in Matthew 5, they are thirst and 
hunger after God. It has to be a choice. It has to be. It has to be something that flows from the place of love, something that flows from the willing heart. I'm teaching you some of the secrets of the kingdom. That's why the Bible says, Submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from he. Then in verse 8, he says, Draw near unto God. Can you see that? He says, Draw near unto God. When you do that, God is not the type that sees you coming to draw after him, then he withdraws himself. No. He says, draw near unto God and he will draw near unto you. Listen, that is a big, big, big part of the scripture that I personally, I am grateful that it's in the scripture. All God says is you take an effort and you would see if I would not meet you on that same path. If you decide to chase God, let's say five pace, he's ready to chase you five times five. And that's the truth. That's why when you watch it, and I, I, you know, I, I've been meditating upon some things since last week. The days you prayed more, watch out, watch out. Listen, I'm one of those preachers who I, I, I'm trusting God to for the grace to teach the word of God with practicality. There is no, there is no um, 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 abracadabra. You know, for those of you who don't know abracadabra, it's all those magical spells. There is none of it. Listen, the, the things of the spirit are practical. We, we we must lead to get to that point whereby we can teach with simplicity. Watch out the days you prayed more. Watch out the days you stayed back on the things of God more. Watch out. I can tell you from practical experience with my own life, those weeks, something new happened. There were days when I maybe spent more time in the place of prayer. The lyrics from a, from a song came even when I did not expect it. An idea came. Something came that was that came to reignite my passion for the things of God. Because listen, the Bible says it is he that wills on the inside of you to do of his good pleasures. No man comes to God, the Bible says, except he draws him. It's the angel scripture. And when God draws you, God is not the one that calls you and says, you know what, uh, Tino, come to the table, let's talk. And then he starts to discuss with you uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool. I'm not against that kind of conversation. Don't get me wrong. But trust me, when God calls you to a place to dialogue, he shares things with you, things that would make you grow. I wrote down in one of my notes, I said, walking in God, I said, I wrote down, walking with God aids you. It does. It, you grow up. You don't have to. You, it doesn't have to be numerically. You would grow. Why? Because you will see things from the God point of view. And by the way, maybe as we end this up, I'm going to announce. You know, one of the special meetings we are having soon in present. You know, working with God. It will age you. You will grow because you start to see things from his perspective. That's why when he says draw, draw near to God, he will draw near unto you. When you, when you prioritize, you know, one of the things we're talking about, relationship that bears revelation. Because when you start working with him on that ground, certain things will start to shed off. First things first, when you work with God, the attributes of God starts to rub off on you. And that doesn't mean, um, you know, that's why I tell folks that you don't need to leave earth before you start to experience heaven. Jesus proved that to us. Listen to what I said. You don't need to leave earth before you start experiencing heaven. You don't need to leave earth before you start experiencing heaven. When you say such words between men, around men who will say, who don't have such experience. What experience am I talking about? The place of 
daily communion, daily fellowship. For example, I just told you about a man of God who said Jesus showed up in his room. When you say that in the midst of people who, who have not even grown to such states, they were thinking, what are you talking about? That's why when you check the conversation as well with Jesus and the woman, the Bible says Jesus asked her for water and she was already calling Jesus out. And Jesus said, if you know who is talking to you, you would ask him for the kind of water you would drink and you would never thirst again. Is it possible for a man? Before that conversation, some of us thought every time you drink water, you have to be thirsty again. You see what I'm saying? Before now, before you stumble on John 4, if you have asked an average individual, they will say when you thirst, you know, like Sprite, obey your thirst. The reason why they can say obey your thirst is because every time you drink Sprite, you will thirst again and they are encouraging us towards obey our thirst <laughs> jesus doesn't preach for us to obey our thirst why because if he gives you from the one that he has he's telling you you will never thirst again that's the kind of conversations that makes you grow up so you mean there is such a water that you can drink and you will never thirst again jesus says he has that in supply so a lot of times when we come around and we talk about uh when we and we talk about the place of walking with God, the place of maximizing fellowship, the place of, 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 of daily, for example, what we read in, in James, when he says, draw near to God, and what did he say? He said, he will draw near unto you. That's another thing people don't know. People think, and I'm going to put that here, you know, it's, good, it's very heavy. People think it is when you say, God, please come, God, please come. A lot of people think it is when you invite God. That's when God comes down. No, 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 no. Listen, that is a realm. That is a realm. But there is such a realm. Glory to God for revelation. There is such a realm as you staying in a place. Just deciding to practice the presence of God. You are not inviting him to come. And I'm not against, I'm not telling you if that is what you want to pray about, all well and good. But God, according to his word here, says, draw near to me, I will draw near to you. If you decide to draw closer to God, you don't have to invite God to come into your situation. I hope you heard me. If you draw closer to God, you don't need to go around inviting God. That's the reason why I titled this, the, the, the relationship in a revelation. When you start working in a realm of relationship with God, you would have a revelation that commands how to invite the presence of God. It will not be by you asking. It will not be by you asking. It will not be by you going around and saying, Lord, I want to see your face. David did not pray such those kind of prayers. Even Jesus himself did not pray that kind of prayer to say, God, I want to see your face. What did Jesus say? He says, everything I see my father do are the things that I do. So that means Jesus cultivated an habit of remaining in the presence of God. And when the scriptures told us in the New Testament, the folks of the New Testament, the one that came after the salvation, after the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. The Christians that were born in that dispensation or after that dispensation are not the ones that pray to run after the presence of God. No, the Bible says in him we live, glory to God. In him we live, in him we breathe, in him we have our being. Our very existence is such that it is wrapped up in the nature of God. So all we need to walk child of god you spice you 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 shine you 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 clean that platform of your relationship
and you watch how revelation works let me show you something one of the scripture that blessed me galatians 5 i just read to you james chapter 4 james chapter 4 let's quickly go to galatians 5 when james was telling us he says draw near unto god and he will draw near to you let's go to galatians 5 galatians in chapter 5 oh thank you spirit of grace okay let's start from verse 13 he says for brethren ye have ye have been called unto liberty if you have a bible let that be your watchword child of god you have been called unto what liberty only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh but by but by love serve one another for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself verse 15 but if ye bite and devour one one another take heed that ye be not consumed by one another verse 16 he says then i say walk in the spirit walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh you see the scripture i have been saying it to myself over and over and over and over again this week this is the secret there is no listen when you walk when you when you have a constant relationship when he calls it walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the desire of the flesh let me tell you one of the way i replayed this the man that doesn't walk in the spirit automatically fulfills the desires of the flesh it would be easy for you to 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 fulfill the desire of the flesh when you are not a man that daily or constantly walks in the spirit if i'm to rephrase this again when you don't have a constant or a or a thriving relationship you know what we want to call this the relationship that births revelation what are the works of the flesh Part of it is carnal thinking. What are the works of the flesh? Please hear me. Hear, hear, hear this word. What, and that's why I said I'm going to make it very practical. What are some of the works of the flesh? One of it is what? Carnal thinking. That's why when a man who is not who is not active, or who is not your 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 place? You know, I, I said something last week. The reflection of the secret place. When that place is faulty, all your thought line will be based on kind of thinking. Um, 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 how do I? How do I? Okay, what is happening on the newspaper? What is happening in the stock exchange? But the Bible says, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill. You shall not fulfill what the you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, the lust of the flesh has a lot of attributes some of it might be you fall into temptation easily that's why when jesus was discussing with peter remember bible folks what did jesus say to them jesus came to them and he said hey sons stand up rise up and pray the first time the second time but one of the things jesus said he said rise up and pray so that you shall not fall into temptation and what does that mean so that your flesh is not empowered because the goal of you falling, what makes a man fall prey to temptations or all those things is because the flesh is empowered. And one of the things that takes power from the flesh, watch it very well. He says, walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And that is true. Because we are beings. Now, let me explain it this way. I said something last week and I said, Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus or the, uh, the, resur the, the resurrection from Jesus of the grave is significant. But one thing I need to teach or I need to explain is this. Jesus 
Please hear me, hear me very well. Jesus is not the or was not the first person to be resurrected from the dead. When you check through the scripture, now I'm going to link that to you very soon so that you would understand that this relationship we're talking about is not just relationship where we're talking about a relationship with God. That's why I said the day you gave your heart to Christ, you did not ascend to heaven. No. God wants an extension of him to be walking in the streets of, of Los Angeles. If that's where you're listening to, God wants an extension of him to be walking down the streets of South Africa, walking down the street of Asia, walking down the streets of whatever. Listen, every Christian in the world today is an extension of God. If you've never heard that before, hear it very, very well. Every Christian today, that's why we are called the body of Christ. That's why we are called the body of Christ. Some of us are the head, some of us are the feet, some of us are all of that. And Jesus himself came representing his father. So you see us demonstrating in various ways. That's why we can never afford to allow the word ordinary to be tagged to any Christian. I don't care wherever it is that you're watching or listening from. There is no such a thing as an ordinary Christian. Because to say there is an ordinary Christian is to say there is a part of God that is ordinary. And there is no such a thing. That's why it pays to walk with God by revelation. When you walk with God by revelation, there are certain things you start to see of yourself that is a replica of God. And I'm saying this with all humility. Certain things were shown to me even this morning that I woke up and I was like, you know what? I don't want to take any part of my walk with God for granted. Every part of you, child of God, is instrumental. Every part of you is, is, is important. Never look down on every part or never look down on any side and say oh, maybe this one is this or because of certain areas you're going through you allow that part clog you allow it to 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 to, to clog what is revelation to start with revelation is to uncover there is no deep words about it revelation is to uncover so when we say a relationship that bears revelation let me tell you what your relationship with god will do he starts to open your eyes to what the physical man yourself will not see it starts to open your eyes to what you would not see. You going to church, beautiful. I don't have anything wrong with it. As a matter of fact, you need church now more than ever because we are in that stage or in the, in the age of the end. Now is the time that we all need church more than ever. But don't just limit it as church, as going as, and coming out of church building alone. Let the relationship continue. That's why when Jesus came, Jesus was not the first to be resurrected from the dead. The Bible talks about the prophets. When Elijah by name, when he was helped out, a woman helped him. And the Bible says when the prophet left, the, 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 the woman's son died. And Elisha came and he laid on him full stretch. And the Bible says the boy's body all automatically receives life all over again. That's one. Another thing, Jesus said, the Bible says, Jesus told Lazarus to walk out of the grave. There were a lot of people. The same girl that Jesus healed, that was dead. Jesus got to her bedside and said, Tali Takumi, damsel, arise. So there were a lot of people that were raised from the dead in the Old Testament, even before Jesus. But what was the significance, what was the significance of Jesus? Now, saints, listen, listen carefully. Because if you don't understand that part, you will think the grave or the resurrection on the third day, God just wanted to show off. No! When Jesus came out of the grave, it was not God showing off. 
Let me tell you why the significance of Jesus coming out of the grave was important. Jesus is the first person that would come out of spiritual death. I'm going to say that again. That's why his own kind of resurrection was not the same as Lazarus. His own kind of resurrection was not the same as, um, as the damsel or any other person in the Old Testament. The reason why the, the, the resurrection of Jesus was critical was because nobody in the history of humanity had ever been risen from spiritual death. Jesus was the first. So not only did Jesus come out of physical death, he also resurrected from spiritual death and that means a lot to heaven and hell. Because the first man that died spiritually was Adam. That's why when God says, the day you shall eat out of this, you shall surely die. But when he ate, the Bible says their eyes were popped open. But what happened? Spiritually, they were disconnected. They could never attain that level of re relationship ever again. No matter how much Adam wanted to do anything, he could never walk with God to the realm whereby he burnt revelation. Because God cannot behold death. The, the, the face of God, the things of God cannot behold iniquity, cannot behold sin, cannot behold death, cannot behold all those things. So don't get it twisted. When God came to the garden saying, Adam, where art thou? God created the, the, the whole Eden for crying out loud. When he was asking Adam, where are you? It was not because God was looking for them in the garden. There was a state that they were, that they were disconnected. So be careful. That's why I said when you walk with God, it, it grows you. When God come around, comes around you and says, Tino, where are you? He's not looking for you geographically. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I feel the whole, you know, right now, I, I feel this wind around me. He's not looking for where you are geographically. He's looking for you where you are in the affairs of the place of the Godhead, where he placed every one of us initially before, the, before man fell. God created the garden, created everything, created every part of that garden. Trust me, God knew where they were. Eventually, he found them. He didn't tell us because the next question is, why are you naked or why are you hiding and all of that? So when God came in, in, in Eden, what he was asking was not where were you physically, not where were you geographically. Child of God, you need to, permit me, you need to rewash your mentality about your fellowship with God. And I'm telling you some of the things I've been saying to myself. I must find my place in the spirit. Were, listen, something must happen when you pray. It has nothing to do with where you pray physically, but about your state in the spirit. Something must happen when you worship. It does not matter the place you worship from, but the state where your spirit worship from. Child of God, think from the inner man first, not from, not from the senses. That's why they thought they could hide from God. You that were created by God, you that God perfected everything concerning you, you are the last person that should be hiding from your maker. You are the last person that should be hiding from your, from your maker. You know, I read Proverbs 3 last week and I, I literally started crying saying to myself, when God comes to correct a generation, it's another trait to show that God is still in love. When God comes to tell you, spice up your prayer life, spice up your worship life, be more intimate with me, it is because he is still in love. It is not because he wants to bug you. It's not because he wants to disturb you. It's not because he wants to... It's not because he wants to 
uh, do any other thing. It's because he wants to spice. He wants you to come to that state whereby he doesn't need to be asking you again, where are you? So when the Bible comes here and says, but if we believe, where, where are you again in verse 16? When he says, walk in the spirit. The reason why the Bible can write to you saints and says, walk in the spirit is because you are a regenerated man. When Jesus came out of that grave, it was not so much about the earthly circumstances. In the spirit, we are resurrected with Jesus. That's why the day a man gives his heart to Christ, the day a man gives his life to Jesus, if you notice there, you will ask yourself that, the day I gave my life to Christ, my skin complexion did not change. Child of God, stop thinking carnally. If you say, the day I gave my heart to Christ, my lingua, I didn't change. Being an African tongue, I didn't start speaking like an Asian person. That's not what salvation came to give to you, child of God. That's not what he came to give to you. At the same time, it's not because you don't say, well, now that I'm saved, then my bank account is now running over. That's not what salvation came to give to you. What he came to give to you is such that that life that we all lost in the first Adam, that life came back alive. Now such that we can go back to that state of walking with God. Listen, in the scriptures when we read, in the scriptures when we read, the Bible said, the Bible said, draw near to God. And what did he say? He will draw near to you. If you are an unregenerated spirit, that scripture is not for you. I said it. Because the Bible says the eyes of the Lord cannot behold iniquity. So when God says, draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you, that scripture is not for those that are not saved. Because God cannot draw near to someone that harbors sin. And he says, saints, Jesus took sin away. All forms of sin come on, comes under sin, not the types of sin. So he cannot say, I will draw near to someone that still harbors sin. What is the sin nature? What is the sin I'm talking about here? The nature of sin. So the man who is in Christ is the one that has dropped the ability to wear the nature of sin and put on the ability of Christ. That's why, child of God, sin is not the problem of any Christian. The problem of sin has been dealt with on the cross. I'm about, I'm about to say something that you might sound a bit too heavy. That's why as Christians, we can pray for forgiveness. But how do you? God now knows fully well that now that you are saved, this flesh might still be struggling. I call it struggling. This flesh, because you are still in this world, this flesh might still be struggling with some minor things, but that does not kill your spirit again because that spirit now is alive in Christ. So what you have to do, God still expects you to come. God still expects you to what come. Say that to yourself. God still expects me to come worship. God still expects me to come pray. There is no Christian in the world today. Let sin never ever be an issue where you will say because of something, you don't want to go to God in prayer. Let me be honest with you. Some of us might not be on that state yet. I hope you can hear me. Some of us might not be on that state yet. It's yesterday, I was, I was with some people and I noticed there was a baby in our midst. For example, when you give birth to a baby, the baby does not start walking the first day she's giving birth to or is giving birth to. 
That's why when a baby walks, that baby is 100% human being. Please hear what I'm teaching, sons of God. That baby is 100% a human being. If the baby walks and falls, that does not make him less of a human being. If the baby tries to walk and still fall, that, does, that doesn't make the mother say, look at this baby I'm giving birth to. It does not even look like a baby. Why? Because it's trying to walk and then it's falling. It's trying to walk and then it's falling. The mother, you, mothers that are in our midst or mothers listening to me, if you give birth to a baby and in the first nine months, the baby is struggling to eat, the baby is struggling to walk, the baby is struggling, you don't go back to the hospital and throw the baby back and say, who gave me this baby that can't walk? No! You will love the child. You would want to remain there to make sure it grows. That's the same way God is to us. That's why, listen, if some of us are, listen, I'm not here encouraging sin. I'm not here trying to say, giving you an excuse. But I'm telling you, as long as Christ remains in the equation, the wages of sin has been paid. The wages of sin has been paid. The wages of sin has been paid. Does God expect us to remain in sin? No. But he says, if you try and you fall, don't stop walking. If you strive and you walk, don't stop the fellowship. Some of us think because we made certain mistakes, that because of that, we don't want to go to church anymore. We don't want to pray. We don't want to seek the face of the Lord. Child of God, that is the voice of the devil. That is the voice from hell trying to snatch you out. God does not think that. As a matter of fact, let me show you something. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. Because at times, when some of us preach, and listen, if some of you who have followed me so long, when I'm preaching like this, I've said this multiple times, words are always given to me. There is this, this thing the Holy Ghost puts on me that I know that I have to make this gospel known. God does not have a problem with the, with the issue of sin. After Christ, Sin was no longer a problem for, for, for God. Why? Because the wages have been paid in full. At the same time, we need to prioritize the place of our work, the place of our fellowship. Isaiah in one. Isaiah in one. Isaiah, Isaiah, where are you? Where are you? Scripture, come on, come on, help me. I hope, I hope someone is getting blessed. I hope someone is getting blessed. Isaiah, I hope it's, yes, Isaiah in one. Let's run all the way to, whew, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's start from verse 16. I'm going to read from verse 18 exactly, but let's start from verse 16 so that somebody here will learn something. And I hope this word is blessing you. The Bible says, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. I'm reading Isaiah. This is the Old Testament, right? Now, this is God speaking through prophet Isaiah. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil from evil, put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes, cease to do evil, lean to do well, seek judgment, receive the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Now look at verse 8, which is very critical. Verse 8, God speaking through Isaiah, come now. Say to yourself, come now. Come now. Call yourself by name. Say, come now. Come now. God saying to you, and this is my message to every Christian out there this morning. God says, come now. Let us reason together. This is God extending the hand of fellowship to everybody. He says, come now. Let us reason together. If you notice here, I didn't say, say it, Isaiah. He didn't say, say it, your pastor. He didn't say, say it, the anointed preacher, which I respect every anointed vessel of God. But these are the days whereby 
all of us, if not <laughs> most of us, if not all of us, need to come to this knowledge. He says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, underline that part. He said, though your sin be what? Scarlet. They shall be white as snow. So now you understand when I say the problem of sin is no more anything for God. Because he was speaking here through the prophet because he knew what is going to happen in Christ years from now. That's why I say no mother gives birth to a child. And when that child, you're trying to make a one-month-old baby walk, if the baby is not walking, you don't throw the baby back and say, give me a baby that can walk. No, you give it time. You make sure the baby remains in church. Let it feed on the word. Let it, let it receive the word. Let him go back to the place of fellowship. Let it fast for after righteousness. Let him go to the, the things that would make him grow. So that after a while, the same baby that you saw that couldn't walk nine months ago, he's the one running picking up tracks the same baby who could not pray for five minutes or five hours is the one which two three years from now is casting out devils that's what god wants us to do that's why when you cherish that place of fellowship he ought to bread a revelation then you know how to walk you know how to pray you know how to study and as you grow as you grow as you grow he starts teaching you as well how to cast out devils how to heal the sick how to write compose songs that men will start jumping out of crutches that's why people don't understand stay in that mountain stay in that place remain don't be in a hurry for god let god prune you let him mold you let him shape you don't be, you know, I was saying to myself this morning, I was listening to Limitless, and I remember when myself and my wife were sitting down writing this song, and I said something to God. I said, Lord, the, the, the last time I draw breath on this earth, let me be able to look back and say, indeed, I did things that would glorify God. Listen, that's the way some of us ought to start thinking. In this day and age, you know, somebody said, you know, a gospel musician in, in Nigeria passed away yesterday. You know, Sammy Oposu, for those of you who don't know him, I don't really know him so much. And people, there are a lot of controversies that people are talking about, that people just want to talk about you when you are dead and see everything nice and all of that. But at the end of the day, I was just analyzing it. As I said, I don't know him, so I'm not saying this to try to, yes, he made one or two mistakes according to what some people said online. But one thing I said to myself, understanding or um, looking through that face, I said right now, what everybody thinks does not matter. It only matters what heaven thinks about this man. Because the day you draw that last breath, no opinion on Twitter would matter. No opinion in, in any, any religious organization would matter. When you draw that last breath, you are literally faced with the decision of heaven. That's all. The opinion they have about you is what would matter at the end of the day. That's the reason why when people come and say you, you want to anoint someone in the grave so that they can make heaven. There are some religions who, does, who, do, who do that. They will say they are anointing in the world. It's a lie. It's a big fat lie. When that body is gone, when that spirit leaves this body, when that spirit, that spirit which is the main you, you, you looking at me, you are not, you are not, listen, don't, don't be deceived. Child of God, when you look at yourself, yourself in the mirror, you are not you that you see. No, no, no. I'm going to show you that very soon in 2 Corinthians 2. You are not that girl that you see. You are not just that guy that you see. There is someone within you that is empowered by, by heaven, that is empowered by God, and that is the real you. That's what the Bible says, that the outward man may perish. Who cares? But the inward man be renewed what day by day, and that is what we need to tap in. Whereby our inward man is renewed day by day. When God spoke this through Isaiah, when he says, Come now, let us reason together, say the Lord. Though your sins 
be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Let me tell you why God wants that part to be in the scripture. I told you, the eyes of God cannot behold iniquity. He cannot. He cannot. He cannot behold darkness. He cannot behold that. So he says, although you are still a child, you are still a baby in the kingdom. That's the reason why as a preacher of the word, as a pastor, I don't encourage any, even if you give your heart to Christ in the next one minute ago, you are still the beloved of the Lord. You are still the beloved of the Lord. Even if you give your heart to Christ right now, a second ago, that's where faith is needed. And faith is believing in what God has said about you, full stop. No other opinion matters. The man of faith says, come, if God says I am his righteousness, I am his righteousness. The Bible says, let there is now no condemnation to any man. I don't care if the man is in Asia, is in Africa, is in US. There is now no condemnation to any man who is in Christ Jesus. If God does not condemn you, child of God, spark up that relationship don't condemn yourself don't be speaking like the samaritan woman who is faced with the living water but is still thirsty after the waters of the well don't don't be like that it says though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow they they be red like crimson they shall be as wool did you see that the reason why god is putting that in the scripture why did he say that start from the beginning come let us what reason together come let us reason together and i love that part of the scripture because that's to tell you god is so beautiful he does not impose himself when you bring your your matters to god he says come let us reason together god will let you know why you have to be the head and not the tail he will want to make you know that how you you can be the best you can be the best version of yourself. He will make you understand it by the words. He will make you understand. That's why he says, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Listen, church, we are, we are a big, we are a big organization. We are a big, when I say organization, I don't mean earthly. Why? Because we receive our strength from a place that is not of this world. That is not of this world. That is not of this world. Second Corinthians 4. Do I have time? You know, I, I was I was saying to myself while listening to Limitless this morning, I said, I said, Lord, by your empower, by your spirit, it shall be done. By your spirit, it shall be done. You know, there are certain things that it gladdens my heart in this season. Though I know that it's costing money, it's costing time, it's costing at times, and, and you know, just as I always give the analogy, as a pregnant woman, you will not be able to be everywhere because of what you're trying to nurture. You know, at times you see everybody everywhere, you want to be around them, but because of the things you 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 see in your spirit, you try to limit where you are because of the you, you know, you just try to make sure that the, the, the things God has put in your spirit is preserved. Second Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians 4. The Bible says 2 Corinthians in 4. Let me quickly just run run to 2 Corinthians 4. Then I'm still gonna go to whew, I'm still gonna go to Proverbs. I'm, 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 I'm looking at some of the things I've pinned down here. You know, I wrote something down. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4 very soon. I wrote something down last week. And I said, you know, these are the days whereby Christians, we start to, in a, in a, in a positive light, challenge ourselves. Challenge ourselves. And what do I mean by that? Listen, anybody who is hearing me preach right now, and you feel this move of the Holy Ghost in your, in you, as I'm talking or as you're listening to this. Listen, 
I also want to see God move through you, teach through you, so that I can also say that, wow, if God can do this in the life of, 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 of this woman of God, wow, if God can do this, we, we ought to have this, this iron, sharpened iron mentality. And I wrote down here, I said, if we have like, I prayed today challenge. I read my Bible today. I, I read my Bible today challenge. All those things that will force someone to also ignite their relationship with God. Force someone to say, wow, if God is doing this in the life of this person, I believe he can do the same in mine. Second Corinthians 4, in 16. Whew, glory to God. The Bible says, so then death walked in us, but life in you. I'm starting from verse 12. 2 Corinthians 4, starting from verse, from verse 12. He says, So then, death walketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith. Now, on the, watch this. Watch this. He says, we having the same. He's talking about every Christian. He says, we having the same spirit of faith, according it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you for all things are for your sake that the abundance of grace my true thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God for which cause we faint not did you see that don't draw back in your prayer life in your because of all the things Jesus has done for us he says for which cause we faint not never get tired until that day when Jesus or God says, you know what, it's time to come home. He says, for which cause we faint not, although our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. That right there, child of God, is the secret. It has to be, listen, I call it the relationship that bears revelation. He says that inward man, first, see, let me teach it from this angle. First is first, the renewal has to be what? Day by day. I'm going to break a very massive table now. Not Sundays by Sunday. <laughs> Hello? God never instructed us to renew our inward man by weekly. For those of us who are weekly, um, weekly Christians. <laughs> God, if you know that I'm just talking about Christians here, God never said, Hey, my son, renew your spirit monthly. There are some Christians that I know they only go to church on 31st night because they are thinking, <laughs> In case the trumpet will blow, <laughs> and I want to make it to 2020 20 or whatever year. Canal man, you are wherever you are listening on the podcast. Are you hearing me? Listen, you're a Christian. If you say you're a Christian, but that is that is a level of carnality. Some of us only want to go to church on our birthday, just to at least thank God. And, and listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. As I said, there is no condemnation to any man who is in Christ. But as saints, we are here to encourage you. Encourage, teach, teach. That's why I keep saying, church is an organization that does not close after the grace is being shared. The church of Jesus does not ever close. The day the church will close is the day rapture happens. Put that in your comment note. Put that in your... Church does not close. The day church will close is the day that trumpet blows. The church service might close. Church remains open. Hello? The service 
might add. For example, in the next 10 minutes now, even the Saints Hangout meeting definitely would, would, would be bringing this, this particular meeting to an end. And we're going to meet next week as well. And you can go to the podcast to listen, 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 and over again, and even share with your friend. But church, listen, listen. The institution called church does not ever close. That's why I'm reading this so that every one of us can see it. Don't take my words for it. Go back to the word. The Bible says, for this cause, we faint not. There is no such a thing as, uh, you are a Christian, you pray too much. You are a Christian, you worship God too much. There is no such a thing. How come you being a human being, you inhale oxygen too much? The same people telling you you pray too much, why come they've never told you you inhale too much oxygen? Why don't you just take a week and inhale nitrogen or inhale carbon dioxide and let us see if you would remain on this earth? Those same people will tell you that. The reason why they are telling you that is because they think you can take a break when it comes to the development of your spirit. That's why, listen... When you decide to be that realm, I told you about a baby. I think in the first part of this teaching, I said this is the only kingdom that permits 70-year-old baby. You might be 70 years old and you are still drinking milk. It is there. Check the book of Hebrews. The Bible says strong meat belongs to those who, by the reason of use, they've exercised their senses. And what is their senses? They've been able to exercise their human spirits. To be able to discern between the knowledge of good and evil. That's how you differentiate a babe from an adult in the kingdom. It's not because you gave your, your life to Christ when, uh, when um, George Ware, or what's the name of the first American president. That is not a factor to determine your age. You can be, you can be a 99-year-old baby in the kingdom. You still talk. That's why Galatians says the heir. Galatians chapter 4, thereabout, he says, I tell you the heir, as long as he's a child, different nothing but from a slave, though he be lord of all. So if you decide to remain a child, God is not going to, listen, God is not going to, because you decide to remain a child, God is not going to fast forward anything on your behalf. He's not going to love you less. Don't get me wrong. He loves every one of us equally. The Christian who is raising the dead and the Christian who is walking and falling, God loves all of us equally. But when it comes to the Bible says God is a respect, is not a respecter of persons. He loves you who is struggling with his faith. The same way he loves somebody who is matured. The love is uniform. But when it comes to respect, or when it comes to the Bible says God is not a respecter of persons, when it comes to that realm, God would rather. For example, if God wants to move in Asia, he will not send a, an appeal. If the Holy Ghost wants to do something major, he, you are all Christians, but he would rather put it in the hearts of somebody who knows, has the discipline enough, the maturity enough in the spirit to wait on God for the blessings of nations. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's why even Paul, and, and the 12, the revelation they had were different. It all boils down on the work they had separately. In the same context, for example, when God was destroying Sodom and Gomorrah, the same place God told Lot not to look at is the same place Abraham was looking at and nothing happened to him. It was because of the revelation Abraham was walking in. 
That's why we have to be very, very careful. We have to be very, very careful. When we talk about the place of relationship with God, it, it, it's, it's, you are a child, all right. But in the same way, as I said, the fact that my, my son is a child and I love him does not mean at this age, I will give my son, which is an eight-year-old boy, by the way, I don't hate my son. But that doesn't mean because I love him so much, I will not give him the car keys at an eight-year-old. Not because I don't love him, but because I have not seen him demonstrate a level of maturity whereby I can trust him with the keys of the car. Why? He would cause more damage than good. He will cause more havoc than good. So some of us at the same time, we are praying to God for certain things, but we've not developed a level of relationship that can tame us, put us in a place whereby when fame comes in, will it substitute who God is? When money comes in, will it substitute who God is? The Bible says in verse, um, in verse, well, where was I reading? In verse, uh, can you imagine? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, in verse 16, that we just read, 2 Corinthians, he said, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, but our inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day. That's how you grow. Day by day. Walking with God is not a bi-weekly, it's not a bi-Sunday, Sunday service. It's not, it's not, no. It is day by day. You want your human, human spirit to grow, which I've said is that is the real you. How do you grow it? You put a place of fellowship for you and God, which the Bible says God is a spirit. God is a spirit. When they were asking Jesus, tell us about God, he says God is a spirit. They that must worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. The same John 4 that we are reading. So when you, are, you have an understanding that God is a spirit, the fastest place that God would impact would also be your human spirit. That's why you have to renew it day by day. If God wants to make a deposit in your life, for example, the fastest place he would deposit it is your spirit. That's why you cannot afford to live from your senses. You have to live, you have to be aware of the inner man. And that is human spirit. The last scripture before we round off, Proverbs. Proverbs 3. Okay, I have just a few minutes. Proverbs 3. I hope, I hope I'm still able to deliver this Proverbs 3 the way, the way it came to my spirit. Proverbs 3. Whew. Okay, let's go. Let's start from verse 4. Let's start from verse 1. There is something I want to show us here. He says, my son, forget not my law. Who is God talking to here? It's still the same topic we're talking about. I just want to show us something here before we wrap up. He says, my son, forget not my law. And he says, let them, he said, but let thine heart keep my commandments. First, who is God talking here? We are reading Proverbs 3, by the way. He says, my son. So that means there is a manner of conversation in which God there is a way in which God speaks to his people. Don't forget one of the things I said in Isaiah, Isaiah that we read in verse 1, when he says, my sons, come, let us what? Reason together. So when we come to Proverbs 3 now, because what I want to teach in Proverbs 3 is now that you've decided that you know what, I need to go deeper in my relationship with God. I need to make sure according to what Galatians told us, let me not walk in the spirit so that I will not, he said walk in the spirit so that I will not fulfill the desire of the flesh. That is the, the, the it is not a casting and binding activity. If you walk in the spirit, 
you will not fulfill the desire of the flesh. Period. So now that you know that God wants me to come, there is something my relationship with God does to me. As I've thought in some of the things I've shared, it grows me. It, it, it makes me mature. It makes me to be able to handle certain things about, about God. God is also able to communicate truths. Truths. For example, if I have some assets and some properties stashed somewhere, my son is not grown up enough, so I cannot even tell him about the property. What will he do? He will squander everything. And you saw that in the parable of the prodigal son. So listen, there are promises and things that God has in stock for us as a sons, but he does not give those things to sons who have not matured. Why? You will squander it. You will, you will just ridicule everything to the point whereby the glory that God is supposed to get through those things, he wouldn't get it. That's the reason why at times, when you see someone walking in a gift or walking in an anointing, the Bible says the gift of, of God are without repentance. The gift and callings of God are without repentance. But before that call, that gift and anointing will settle with you, you must have displayed some level of, of consistency knowing something so that at the end of the day you just don't make a shipwreck of everything now look at what proverbs is teaching us it says my son now god is addressing us as sons and i want everybody to read this proverbs 3 with a mindset of not you are not just at this same hangout listening to a pastor shouting teaching doing all of that no you are here as a son of god you are here as a child of God. If you have that mentality, what I'm about to share with you would make sense. He says, my son, forget not in that order. In that order. First, we are sons of God. Two, we must learn not to forget. We must learn what? Not to forget. I, I preached in a place a while back. I said at times, when you come to God, Asking him to remind you of what he has promised you or asking him to reconfirm what he has told to you is a sign. It can be a sign of unbelief. That's what the Bible, I think Jeremiah said, once have you spoken, twice have I heard that power belongs to God. Children of God, let's not forget what God has said about us. We might be going through the COVID dispensation. If God calls you the head, child of God, do not forget. If God gave you a word, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm sure you were not here when I was, I had to go and listen to his, uh, uh, the seed never dies. And I was like, this particular song is just something. Some of you might not know what I'm talking about, but I'm sure Pastor Fala would know. The seed never dies. If God gave you a word, child of God, if God gave you a word, and the reason why I'm saying this is because, listen, some of us, because of the, the calling of God upon our lives, God might call us to the place of relationship and he tells us one thing, tells us another thing, and gives us certain instruction. That does not mean, child of God, when he calls you, he might give you 100 words. Some of you might go to God and in your lifetime, what he will give you is one word. What God would, I'm saying this from the peak of my, the fullness of the Holy Ghost deposit in me. Don't think God has to give you multiple words before you think you have called of God. That's another sign whereby he does not, he doesn't make, it's like a trait of a child. There are certain times what God calls you for. He says, no, no, walk with me and I will show you glorious things. That's all. And that word can last you a lifetime. 
Don't think you are less than the person he calls and says, Oh, walk with me, sing with me, dance with me, um, um, uh, pray with me, and all of that. God can call you and say, Hey, write a book, put your pen to paper, and I will put on the inside of you words that the ears of men would read and they would marvel. If that's what God has told you, child of God, that level of relationship, fan it, water it, do all of that. Don't think because you are, and I'm saying this because. Some of us, just like the parable of the talent, some of us, God must have given us five talents. God might have given us four. Some of you, God will give you three. Some of you, God will give you one. But don't think if you have one, don't think then your relationship with him should be less than people who have five. Your name might be Jesus and the only thing God has called you to do is to die on the cross. Stop whining if you are not raising the dead. I'm giving you meat. I don't want to ever in my lifetime witness a Christian who will say, I regret walking or, or being a Christian. No, no, no. You don't understand. You are being ignorant. I'm telling you, I'm teaching this because, listen, I want to be one of those Christians who, I want to look at other Christians. Iron is sharpening iron. Nobody's committing suicide. Um, how did the scripture put it? At the will of the devil, he can just toss us to and fro. No, and the only thing that can cleanse that is the teaching of the word. The most important thing you need to cherish is your relationship with God. I was telling my younger sister, my own younger sister. Recently, I joined one of our programs and I was telling my wife that this girl has something on her. How do I know? Because I know. If you've ever walked in such realm, when you feel that presence in your own closet, when you see other people pulling that presence down, you will know. And I was saying something to her. I said, if there's one thing I want to live with you, I said, let us learn to chase the God that gives the ministry not the ministry that he has given us. I can be here saying, I want to change the one million people that God has promised me to and forget the God that promised the one million people in the first place. If God tells you in your place of fellowship, in your place of fellowship, now this is, the, maybe we will continue next week because of time. I didn't plan to, but I, I need to be led here. We'll continue this topic next week. When you, because I'm teaching the relationship that bets a revelation. Don't ever substitute the manifestation of your work with God for God himself. I hope you heard what I said. If you work with God to the point whereby through you, God is doing glorious things. That manifestation is not a substitute for the one who gave it to you in the first place. Because we can teach about the God that raised the dead and we celebrate the manifestation and we forget. That's the reason why, you know, I'm about to say something very, 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 very heavy. No matter, and I, I think I'll, I'll try to put this so I, I, I don't get people who will lift this. Just cut a few minutes and then uh, put it around without hearing the full sermon. Listen, if God raises the dead through you, and people come to celebrate your ministry and they cannot sense or they cannot, we cannot see them exalting the God that empowered you to raise that dead. Be very careful. Be very, very careful. That's why Paul warned. He said, even if an angel comes, no, nobody, don't praise an angel. Don't, don't worship any angel. Don't do that. The glory still goes back to God. Because why, why am I saying that? The same God that did, let's say, level 10 miracle in your life, he can do 100. 
He can do 1,000. He can do 1 million. But don't substitute his place for any other thing. That's why when he says, my son, forget not my words. He says, keep them in the midst of your heart. What is he saying? Let the word of God be to you. Cherish it. Keep them in the middle of your spirit. The heart here is not talking about the one that pumps with blood. He says there should be a special place where you keep the promises of God to you. What did he say? He said for length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto you. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Round, write them upon the tables of your spirit. So shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Listen, I am telling you, the reason why I'm, I'm taking, I, I might continue Proverbs 3 next week is because, listen, when your place with God and your fellowship is number one, there are some things that it will be like a slide. Look at verse 4. When you practice that place, he said you will find good favor before God and man. I hope you can see secrets that the, the word is given to us. For example, the woman at the well never knew that there was such a thing as a water you would drink and you would never test again. But you will not know such exists until you start prioritizing or you start to prioritize spending time with God. He would teach you things that when you start to speak, people will wonder where did Nunu get this wisdom from? And that way, you will find favor before God and man. That's why I say there are certain things, those who prioritize fellowship with God, some things are not prayer points to them. It's not prayer points to them. Why? Because that is where they live. When you are a, a vessel who, who you, that is where you dwell. You don't pray, Lord, I want to seek your face. Because it is in that face that some of you are living. It is in that place, that face, that some of you dwell. That's why the Bible says, they that abide under the shadow of those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High. What did he say? He said they shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Some people don't pray for, for, for such things. Why? Because that is where they dwell. Let me stop here. We'll continue next week. We'll continue next week. We'll continue next week. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to have to rush this. But I believe that I've been able to share a lot. There, there, there is a lot in the kingdom. There is a lot. There is a lot. There is no reason why we should have pastors um, 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 attacking pastors of church leaders, not supporting one another. Listen, there is enough in the kingdom for all of us to be blessed and the kingdom would not lack. There is enough in the kingdom for all of us to live a prosperous life according to the readings or the ratings in heaven and heaven will still not lack. Heaven will still not lack. There is enough in the kingdom that every one of us can be a blessing. We can be that light. Jesus says you are the light of the world. He never said one light will stop the other light from shining. He told every one of us. If one of us is preaching, and listen, you don't have to be on, on, on the world stage center before you start shining. Some of us can shine on our knees in our closets. Some of us can shine from the backstage, is, next week, I'm going to share some things with you. We need to know how heaven sees things and how God thinks. Listen, if you ever tap into that frequency, how God thinks, 
A lot of things that some of us are thinking are the most important things, it will not matter to you anymore. It will, I'm telling you, it will not matter to you anymore. The way God sees, if, if your spirit is programmed to see such things, God will give you this peace. This peace that, that money can't buy. That that little you do, you will have this grace to the point whereby you are satisfied with it. And anywhere you go on this earth, they will know that when Tito does this, there is a difference. When you do this, there is a difference. And it has nothing with anybody competing with one another. It's just stars. They would differ it in glory, but every one of them still carries the glory. That's what the Bible calls us. There are various stars. Some of them would shine in this realm. Some of them would shine in another realm. But every one of us, we are stars nonetheless. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of teaching. And Lord, it is my prayer that the Holy Spirit would rest upon this word. I pray for my brothers and sisters, even those, those in the live audience and those on the podcast. I pray that in the name of Jesus, as you've heard the word, all that these words will do in you is to strengthen your fellowship, strengthen your relationship, strengthen your walk with God. And I pray that no weapons, form or fashion against you shall prosper. I declare in the land of the living, you shall testify of the goodness of God. God will show up for you, show up in your life, show up in everything that, that has to do with you. Lord, we pray this hour for un, uncommon manifestation, uncommon realities, uncommon dispensation, whereby iron will sharpen iron. One brother here would encourage another brother in the kingdom. And through this ministry, Saint and God as well, men will come to the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of what it means to be the sons and the daughters of God. I pray that in this last day, the voices from the pupits would preach more of the goodness of God. We are empowered to share more about the power of God, the glory of God, the manifestation of God, the loving kindness of God, even here on earth. And I pray that as these words have been released, have been, have been shared, I pray that in the name of Jesus, those that are weak will find strength. Those that are tired will decrease strength upon them. I decree those that are at this pace of giving up. I pray for my brothers and sisters all over the nation who are at that point where the devil or the enemy wants them to give up. I pray for you and I pray that in the name of Jesus, strength, your strength is renewed afresh. I decree your faith is ignited afresh. You are looking up to one person here and saying, if these folks are still going strong in the fire of God, I also can do the same. And Lord, we pray this morning that the countenance of the Holy Spirit, the countenance, the mercies of God, the glory of God, the peace of God rest upon their lives. I pray for every one of you that it is well. Even as we're coming to the end of 2022, I pray that in the name of Jesus, even in the last days as we approach December soon, I pray that surely we are ending this year with the goodness of God, the mercies of God. I decree the loving kindness of God all around all that we do. I sanctify this once and I decree in the name of Jesus, no evil shall come upon you. I decree the glory of the Lord surrounds you, surrounds your family, surrounds your home, surrounds your loved ones. For those of us who have children, surrounds your children. For those of us who have um, uh, relatives, surrounds your relatives your mom, your dad, everyone connected to you. I decree in the, in the name of Jesus, I live with you the peace of God. As you go this week, 
Go in the fullness of God. Go in the, in the, in the grace of God. Go in the favor of God. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone says Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word.